You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Fantasy Football Show. Safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. Tonight, your boys, King Josh, Josh the King, the Fantasy Fish. How's it going? It's going. You know, I was watching the Sunday night game with my lady friend. And uh, she was like, oh, that player over there, like, you can see his penis. Like, he doesn't wear a protective cup. And I was like, I don't know, a lot of players don't wear protective cups. And she was like, oh, it's very nice. So now, like, I... I Look at a lot of genitalia now during football games. I was going to say penises. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't inspected <laughs> the genitalia during the game very often, so I'll have to check in on that should. next time. It's a, it's a nice, pleasant surprise. But then it's funny, like, like, I mean, you made the comment of, like, some guys just have small penises. And I was like, yeah. But then I was like, I don't know, man. Like, like my exercise penis is so unimpressive, like. I don't know about you, but like when I work out, like that shit shrivels up and goes inside me. Yeah, because you're exercising, the blood's flowing like everywhere else, you know. Yeah. So, and if it's cold out, you know, if it's cold <laughs> out, like if there's Green Bay game, you know, they're probably all gonna be a little less well endowed. Well, it's even worse because, like, you know, my regular life penis, my relaxed penis, is unimpressive as it is too. It's very disrespectful like that, but. Like, man, so now, like, like after she made the comments, I'm like, damn, when I'm at the gym, I got to start wearing, like, compression shorts or something. Because if I, you know, I'm just letting my ding ding just kind of do its thing. But. Dude, it's bad at the gym sometimes. If you're not having an unimpressive gym day, if you're in, like, boxers and shorts, you'll be able to see it bouncing up and down. It's true. So you got to wear like boxer briefs or compression shorts or something. <laughs> Save everybody a little bit of heartache. I'll get one of those. Uh, they're like a, they're like a beanbag cock sock that like actors wear in like nude scenes. So like they don't get like an erection like when they're having simulated sex with a sexy coach. That sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> but then this way my penis can stay in one location. And maybe when it's all bunched up together, it'll look more impressive. Because apparently if, if ladies are looking when you're exercising, you know, I, yeah. I need them to know that like, hey, it's small and weird looking, but like, you know, this could be your life. It could be worse. Are you into, Yeah. You into this? Do you like old, fat, balding men? You into this? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, man. I got one of those down. I'm, I'm kind of bald. You know, it's crazy. My dad's the most bald out of all of our dads. And I'm not the most true, which is nice because I guess it doesn't come from your dad. Like they say, it's funny. Every time I see my dad, his beard is longer and longer and longer. And then like, it's it's just sad because, you know, like, like I don't live near my parents. So like every time I see my parents, you know, I mean, you know, time happens. Everyone gets older, but it just makes me sad just seeing them get older. I'm like, fuck, like every time I see my parents, I swear they age like years every time I see them. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. But I guess, I guess at the same time, it's true because I only see him like every two, every year or two, really. Yeah, like like I see my parents like you know once a year, maybe, 
and like yeah you know you start noticing things like like last time i was i saw my parents i was talking to my dad and he had like old man hands you know like the like leathery weathered fucking like hands and i was like fuck like you're old now what the fuck like i mean granted yeah, you only get you only get those with experience yeah like you've lived a life you've lived a hard life my man but like it's just like i don't know we're mid-30s now although it's so funny like we're uh pre-show we were talking about dynasty and stuff like that and in one of our dynasty leagues you know i I couldn't trade away travis kelsey because he's quote-unquote old but he's younger than us it's a different kind of old man it's a different situation like they're old like I'm not old yet because I can't retire for another like 40 years or something like that. But Kelsey could retire. Kelsey. Today. Well, he, you know, I can still work then. He's not going to be able to work at least at his current job for much longer. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, he's going to get some sort of, um, cause he had a TV reality show for a while where he was trying to find a girlfriend. Oh, I'm he's sure a good he's looking gonna guy. He's going to just fine. Yeah, he'll be just fine when he quits football. He's gonna be on TV, you know, commercials. Also with the the two the two hundred plus million dollars he's made in salary. Yeah, he might just do his fucking podcast with his brother and fuck around all day. I I don't like promoting other. Actually, that's a lie. I like promoting like our friends' podcasts, like guys like us, like our colleagues and stuff. But I will say, the the Kelsey brother podcast is outstanding. Like. They're actually fucking hilarious. Like these guys are really good. But. I've never really checked it out. I'll need to do that. I, I do. I listen to a lot of, uh, like our friends of the shows, shows and things like that. But yeah, uh, you should check it out. Like, there's also there's like a funny in one of the episodes. Uh, the brother Jason Kelsey was asking Travis about uh, the the suplex tackle that Derwin James did on him, where he picked him up and slammed him down. He basically was just talking about like Derwin James is a fucking baller. Like that guy's a stud. Yeah. But all right. Anyways, let's uh let's get into the show. So for tonight's episode, we got your pinks and stinks and upcoming bye weeks. Got the Rams, Vikings, Bills, and Eagles. So, you know, so no Cooper Cup, no Dalvin Cook or JJ. You know, so we're gonna kind of cover some of those things. Waiver wire is a little thin this week, but a lot thin. Yeah, it was actually we had a tough time trying to think of waiver wire pickups for you guys, but uh, especially at this point in time, like at this point in time, damn, like so many players are. I don't know. Right, a lot of players were solidified and and grabbed up, and they're really, you know, I guess we might get into some news here, but there haven't other than Marquise Brown, there's not a lot of like devastating injuries where it makes it so you gotta grab somebody yeah the person here may or there may be out two or three weeks but that's not worth all your fab it's not it, it may be a filler if you're the owner of the injured player but there's not a whole lot exactly. going on exactly so i guess uh we'll get into the news here uh eno benjamin wide receiver running back for the arizona cardinals has a foot injury so he's listed as limited um i mean he actually didn't fill in that great anyways uh, James Conner is still day to day and Daryl Williams is not expected to play Thursday night. So it's definitely something you want to monitor all week. Uh, keep an eye on that. Chris Olave wide receiver for the new Orleans saints. He was removed from the practice or from the injury report. 
Uh, so that's yeah, good. It's a fucking Looks scam. Like be... You know, it's actually I have a feeling though. After like with all the concussion stuff going on, I have a feeling like if you had a concussion, you're not going to play the next week. I think they're gonna you're gonna be held out for like a week or two, starting like from moving on. I'd say in most cases, probably so. There may be a few exceptions where, like, you had no symptoms. You have no symptoms the fo- following day. Because there was, I don't, I don't recall who it was, but there was a guy who got hit, went to concussion protocol in the game, had no symptoms, came back, and then today he was put into the concussion protocol because he had experienced symptoms the following day. instead like, of Like delayed symptoms? Same day. Yeah. Which I think can be common with, with concussions. Yeah, well, dude, like, like traumatic brain injuries, like TBIs and just head traumas, like, dude, that stuff's scary. Like, that shit. Like, if if, if listeners, if you guys have never had a concussion before, please don't. They are not fun. Like, it is weird when you yeah, have just no take a idea hard pass like, on it, man. what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, other Saints news: Andy Dalton with a back injury, and James James Winston with a back and an ankle injury uh, were both limited in Monday's practice. So it might be, I think Trevor Simeon is the third. Yeah. Or no, I think, I think they'll like, who's the quarterback. If whoever the fuck they can pick know. off the street, Taysom Hill. I just mean, run the wildcat. Technically, a co- he's technically a court. Yeah. They're probably just going to run wildcat all night. Um, Michael I Thomas will play with, with his fucking vagina injury. Um, he's more than likely not going to play ever again. Adam he's going to do the same thing he did last year. I do, you know what sucks? He had like two or three touchdowns his fucking week one of the season. Like, you're fine. Fucking play. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. And then uh, Landry did not practice either. So could be some tough sledding. I think you were saying that the Saints had to play like their fifth string wide receiver. Uh, yeah, um, Deontay Hardy was out also, so they played. I mean, Marcus Callaway's had experience. I don't even. I don't even know who else they played. They played some guy from Weber State, which is nearby where I live, and he rushed for a touchdown. I forget his name already, but it was a nice run. But um, yeah, man, they could have won that game if they had some starters, or if they could have scored in the red zone. They probably should have won. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh well, absolutely. Uh, Van Jefferson is expected to be back from after the week, the team's week seven bye. poor guy. I know. I don't know. I think it might be good news. He's, you know, the Rams kind of need that, that downfield, you know, deep threat to kind of like take away safety coverage from, um, you know, fucking cup and surprisingly Allen Robinson had a fucking touchdown. That was big. Yeah. Vance is going to be interesting to watch because he's shown flash in the past. If they use him enough, he could certainly be a, a sneaky little flex player. He's he's a good uh, boom bust kind of guy. Um, biggest probably the biggest news of the day: uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals, has a uh, fracture in his foot, and he will be out for about six weeks, or it could potentially be season ending. Um. So that's never, especially because I think he had a foot injury in college, and I think he had a foot injury when he was playing for Baltimore, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he's had a lot of injuries. I think they're saying the newest update's supposed to be six weeks. So, and that was 
the second update. So hopefully that's more accurate. I guess he's going to get a second opinion today. So we'll know yeah. more tomorrow. But six weeks is a so damn a cor- long time. As a corresponding move, the Arizona Cardinals traded, I think it was a sixth and a seventh round pick for wide receiver, disgruntled wide receiver Robbie Anderson from the Carolina Panthers. And, uh, and he's going to be just as disgruntled. I, I was going to say, it's not like the Arizona, like, if the Cardinals were, like, just lighting the world on fire, I'd be more excited about it. But the fact that they just lost, like, 12-9 to 9 to the Seahawks, yeah. I am not, you know. Plus, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. Who, I don't know, and Robbie Anthony, yeah. it's just a bet. It's a fucking And, and Dorch filled in fine in the past. It's I think it's a depth ad, and it's also Carolina saying, get the fuck out of here. Let's get something All where I, we can. I just want DJ Moore to throw a temper tantrum on the sideline for Carolina. So they trade him too. Yeah. There's all this talk about McCaffrey being ch- traded, but nothing that's crickets about DJ Moore. I'll bet you he's the one that's well, moved before the trade deadline. Although the problem with wide receiver, just like fucking uh, dynasty leagues, wide receivers last a lot longer and their value. It is more lack of a better word, valuable because you know, DJ Moore's young. You can have him for another 10 years. Whereas McCaffrey, an often injured, you know. Yeah, already 27. Like, yeah, or something like that. But, dude, like, I don't know. If, if I was a, if I was a franchise and the NFL, I wouldn't trade a first-round pick for, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Like, I'd, I honestly, like, I'd give him – I'd give a team, like, a fifth and some cash, you know, for McCaffrey. Like, I wouldn't – You give him – you give him – yeah, you give him, like, a fifth in your second running back. Yeah. Or like a practice or your third running guy. back, or your third running back. Yeah. If you have a two-headed backfield that you don't want to get rid of, you know, like, is he better than that? Absolutely, but you're only going to get, if you're lucky, three more years out of him at running. Not a lot of running backs last past twenty-seven, and the few that do don't last much past thirty. Well, Andy's had three injured seasons in a row. So it's or two, yeah, two or three, whatever it is. So it's like, eh. but you know, DJ Moore. On the other hand, I think I'd give up a first round draft pick for DJ Moore. He he's talented. He's young. I think it depends when you're drafting and what you need. If you're I, like, that is true. if you're, you know, you you know who could use a DJ Moore right now, other than the, the Green Chargers. Bay Packers, the Chargers could. That was pretty much what I was going to say. I even think the Chiefs could use another receiver that's a little bit better. Like, I know they're doing just fine. Like, they don't really need it. But, like, could you imagine if they had it? Like, trading MVS. Like, you don't need anything on that team right now. Trading MVS and a fucking first for DJ Moore and Chuba Hubbard. I'd do it. That makes sense. Makes football sense. Uh, Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, Randall Cobb. Uh, avoided a serious injury, but he's going to miss some time. But to me, this is more of a uh, Robert Tunyon. This is like a Robert Tunyon uh, note. Yeah. If you want because one good a week, Sammy Watkins is coming back soon. So you get one out of him and then he'll be hurt again. Yeah. But I mean, or, or just like, irrelevant. But I mean, just look at this last game, though. You know, Randall Cobb goes down, Tunyon gets 12 targets and goes 10 for 90. You know, so that that's. Huge. Yeah, spoiler alert, I put him in my waivers. I, I liked him when Cobb was there as a low-end streaming tight end. I think mm-hmm. it just adds to that. I still think he's going to be low-end streaming tight end, but... 
maybe a little more consistency there. Oh, this, this news this news note made me laugh. Uh, wide receiver, free agent Deshaun Jackson visited the Baltimore Ravens on Tuesday, or will hmm. visit the Ravens on Tuesday. Good for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like way to go, buddy. At that point, it's just like you know they want somebody to get a couple plays here and there. Like he did, he had some big plays for Philadelphia, like what last year, or the year before. Something like that. I mean, he's still good for the occasional 50-yard touchdown. Football-wise, yeah, football-wise, it makes sense. Fantasies, who cares? Uh, no one no one's signing him in terms of fantasy. Like, if someone does, I'd applaud him for their bravery. Uh, quarterback Carson Wentz uh, fractured his ring finger on his throwing hand. So he's going to be yeah. in a... Get your Heinekens out. Six... Was that? So get your Heinekens out. Yeah, man. I like, dude. I actually like Taylor Heineke, man. He was a dude. He he didn't he win a playoff game last year. I don't remember. He, he's a competent backup, man. I mean, he he might not be that much worse than Wentz because Wentz is like a competent a, backup, also. I think for fantasy, I think it's good because you know Wentz is sucked after week one, so now all of a sudden you get a quarterback who's going to sling it. So I mean, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and. Uh, Curtis Samuel, like, hell yeah. Like, let's go get some, uh, yeah. let's make We'll see plays. if they let him sling it, but yeah, that'd be cool. I hope so. I think that's like it for news. Is there anything I missed? Oh, yeah, eh, not really. No. It's about it. I'm looking. Cool. I don't see anything else. Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's go over some pinks and stinks of the week. I, you, you guys love it. You already know what it is, but those of you that are new, welcome for, welcome to the show. Uh, pinks and stinks. Pinks are great and feel good. They're delicious, wonderful, make you happy. Makes you feel good on the inside. So those are your pinks. Mm. And then your stinks. Someone just took a dump all over your lineup that week. So uh, who's your, uh, your first pink of the week, Fish? <laughs> My first one's gross. It's gross liking this, but... It, it finally worked out. Uh, Matt Ryan, 42 completions on 58 attempts, 389 yards, three touchdowns. More importantly, no turnovers. This was without Jonathan Taylor. I don't know if they'll be able to keep this up. I highly doubt it. But if you're in a two-quarterback league, I'm in a two-quarterback league, and I have Matt Ryan as a second quarterback, and it's been brutal. You know? He finally got a game over 25 points, and he didn't look bad. The other games where he scored over 20 points or close to, he looked bad and still somehow managed to score points. He actually looked good this week. Yeah, it pissed me off because, like, I fucking – I picked the, the Jaguars plus four to win the game but because the Colts have been so bad, but everybody looked good. The offense was humming. Fucking uh, – you know, backup no name guy fucking Dion Jackson had ten catches for seventy nine yards. You know, he was he looked great and yeah. just, uh, fucking weird. Uh my quarterback pink of the week. It's actually a weird stat line. I just wanted to bring note to it, but Marcus Mariota, he thirteen of fourteen for 129 yards and two touchdowns. He also ran six times for fifty yards and another touchdown. Um and an upset victory over the San Francisco 49ers, which I wish Big Rome was here with us today, but he's here in spirit. But I want to make fun of the uh, 49ers because 
you got beat by a quarterback that only threw it 14 times. But see, my cons- the only reason why I'm also highlighting this, I want to kind of bring it up, is I'm concerned for Drake London. And yes, Kyle Pitts had a touchdown, but 14 passes is alarming. This is like, you know, Chicago Bears numbers. And what's scary about it, though, is, you know, if you're, if you're expecting big games from your guys, like from Drake London or Kyle Pitts, throwing 14 times isn't going to do it. Um, every week, the passing attempts have gone down for Atlanta. But what's frustrating about it, though, is they're winning. And what's scary about that is, you know, they're now three and three. They're like tied for first place in their division. <laughs> the division's so terrible. I know it's awful, but the fact that like it's very disgustingly working, I'm concerned about Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Well, fuck Kyle Pitts. Like, sell Kyle Pitts immediately after this game because you know he scored a touchdown. You know, go. I, I would trade away. You know, especially read not not necessarily dynasty, but in redraft, I would try to get rid of Kyle Pitts. But I don't know. Weird stat line, though. Fucking 14 passes. It, it, but. it is a weird stat line. I, I think what you're seeing is a result of them having a pretty good defense. I think a lot of people said Atlanta's going to be bad. And their offense, I wouldn't say is bad, like terrible, but they don't, I mean, they aren't nothing to write home about, but they don't really need to be right now. And that it is kind of concerning for the passing game if they're hanging in games. A lot of these teams that are going to be bad, you want them for garbage time points. Yeah. I mean, every week their defense is improving. You know, week one, they gave up 27, week two, 31, but then 23, 20, 21, and 14. So their defense is keeping people from scoring. So gross. All right. Who was a, who was a running back that you liked? Yeah. I'll tell you, I like Brees Hall. 20 carries. 116 yards, a touchdown. They got two receptions on two targets for five yards. You know, this is this is exactly why he was the 101 in Dynasty redrafts, and he's going to be a great running back for you going forward because if you got him in a redraft league, you know, he was a seventh-round pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I highlighted him here, too, because this is his first 100-yard game. And his carries still increase every week. He had 17, 18, and then 20 this week. Yeah, dude, good for Brees Hall. I, I love Brees Hall. Especially, like, he seems to be the only bright spot in that horrible New York Jets offense, which somehow beat. Is Green Bay bad? Green Bay's just bad now, huh? Green Bay's bad, and that's all there is to. I picked the Jets to win, and part of it was, like, Green Bay's offense isn't that good. The Jets have a pretty decent defense, and the Packers' defense isn't, like, you figured you could score 17, 20 points against them as the Jets. You know, they aren't that great. And that's pretty much what happened. They got a defensive touchdown to kind of seal it. Definitely. Uh, my running back pink of the week, Ramondre Stevenson, man. Fucking A. Oh, yeah. Just last two weeks with uh, Damian Harris out, but just fucking dominated Cleveland. 19 carries for 76 yards, two rushing touchdowns, and he caught the ball four times for 15 yards. But, I mean – if when Harris comes back, which I think I heard it might be next week or soon, at least I don't, I think Stevenson has solidified himself. Now the, the lead dog of that backfield. Cause not only like, you know, cause people were viewing him as the pass catching guy. He's six foot, 220 pounds, 230. Like he's a big fucking guy. 
and you know, like like on the season, he's running for five yards a carry. Like he's fucking dominating. Yeah, him. it's tough, dude. Because I agree, like he solidified himself as the better back, but it's Bill Belichick. Like, what is he gonna use him fifty fifty after this or not? Like, I think you still roll Stevenson out there on upside alone. But I hope his I hope his usage stays the same because I, I like Stevenson. It's fun to watch. Lot. He's a yeah. he's a fun player, man. He's he's a special guy. So, mm-hmm. all right, give us that wide receiver. Yeah, this guy finally did something worthwhile, and people have been waiting for it for for a long time. And then, you know, what? I, th- I think his season itself hasn't been all that bad. But Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk here was eight receptions on eleven targets, eighty three yards, two touchdowns. Now a little bit of his of it is a result of, of playing behind, but he was being used. He showed that he could be. The guy, if Debo's not doing it that week, which probably won't be often, and uh, I'm, I'm really impressed. I mean, two touchdowns. Anytime you get two touchdowns, is gonna be good. But eleven targets, that was nice to see for him. I, again, I don't think he'll reproduce, but he might have to next week playing against the Ram or the Chiefs. I'm sorry, yeah, because they're gonna need to score. You know, it's funny. I was never a big Brandon Ayuk guy. Like, I just didn't see it. Even after this game, I'm pri- I'm probably still not a Brandon Ayuk guy. See, I, Brandon Ayuk to me is like another a, a different type of player, but it reminds me of Robbie Anderson. Like he's gonna have these big games, but there's no consistency. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to highlight that he finally had a good game. You know, yeah, heck yeah. Uh, my wide receiver pink of the week, Tyreek Hill. Man, it, like this guy. Like, he's off to the best start of his football career. Like, I think, I wonder if Patrick Mahomes was holding him back from his potential. Because, like, I mean, God. I don't think Pat was. I think Kelsey was. It was probably Kelsey, yeah. But still, like, but 15 targets, 12 for 177. Like, I remember. With uh, Thompson and Teddy B at quarterback, right? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. They started the game with Skylar Thompson, who got a concussion. So then Teddy Bridgewater had to come in. But I mean, like I'm looking at I'm looking at Tyreek's stat line for the year, and he's had like one bad game, one meh game, but he's just been a fucking stud, just absolute stud. And you're gonna get bad games from stud receivers. That's yeah, that's the wash. But, you mean, know, he's he's got a better stat line than you know, better than AJ Brown. Better than like a lot of the, he's, he's he has a better stat line than Justin Jefferson. You know he's the wide receiver three on the year. Justin Jefferson's wide receiver four. You know so it, it's just like it's just funny to me that that a lot of people were selling him because they were worried about the you know the new team, new system, blah blah blah. But nah, dude, he's he's been yeah, great. He's a real and, deal. Yeah, I, I've been loving it. All right, the grossest position, but sometimes the funnest of the pinks. Who did you like this week? Oh, it's never fun. It's never fun. I like Kittle. Eight receptions on 10 targets, 83 yards. He could have easily got one of those touchdowns that Ayuk had too. So he's not really a touchdown machine, but could have had a better game with a touchdown. But really the big thing here is Kittle had the games that you expect him to have. Not touchdowns, but targets, receptions, and yards. That's really what he's done his whole career. Yes, he can get in the end zone, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. So 
we'll see if this holds again. I wonder how much of this is a, is a result of playing down, but it's good to see because you you have to roll this guy out there, and it it's getting painful. Yeah, for the last few weeks, and finally, good. Hopefully, this is a sign of things to come. Yeah, totally. Uh, my tight end pink of the week, not 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 the greatest name, and I mean he is going to be on the waiver wire segment, but I just wanted to make a note of Daniel Bellinger, rookie tight end out of uh, the New York Giants. He, as of right now, pending the completion of the Chargers and Broncos game, so Everett and Dulcich, he is the tight end seven on the week. But you know, back to back weeks, he had he had a rushing touchdown last week. But, you know, yesterday, five for 38 and a touchdown on five targets. Like, he's slowly, you know, building himself into that offense, especially because the wide receivers have been injured. Um, you know, like, Wandale Robinson, you know, side note, he made his uh, – well, I mean, he played in week one, but not really. But, you know, three for 37 and a touchdown, so that was nice. But it, Daniel Bellinger is going to build all this trust with Daniel Jones. And I think he might be because no one's going to like rush to get him. So I think if you're, you know, been very disappointed by the tight end position, like everybody else has, you know, if you have. I Well, I mean, even next week like with the bye weeks, you know, so the Rams are gone. So you're not going to have Higby, you know, Vikings. So big Irv is gone. Dawson Knox is gone. Dallas Goddard's gone. Daniel Bellinger might be a nice little uh, uh, fill in for you next week. And, you know, he might be a guy you want to hold on to the rest of the year. You never know. Right. Yeah, he's a rookie, so there's lots of room for improvement. Yeah, and plus, like, you know, touchdown upside and 50 yards is all you want from your tight end, and I don't know. Bellinger might be okay. He can do it. So with the sunshine comes the rain. With the happy comes the sad. With the delicious pink cream pies also comes the poopy dick of the stink. So who took a shit all over your, uh, your fantasy week? This guy's taking shit over my fantasy season, but Tom Brady, you know, he's playing against Pittsburgh. He's been suspect against the pass. He attempted 40 passes, completed only 25, 243 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I have him in our home league and at this point. I think I'm just going to cut him and play Jared Goff. I have Justin Fields in our home league and I'm going to keep Justin Fields over Tom Brady just because of keeper upside. But Tom Brady's, He's not really fantasy relevant at the moment. He had one good game. I mean, should have been able to perform this game, had his weapons, and they couldn't do it. I, I actually watched a good portion of the the Buccaneers games because actually a lot of the games yesterday were boring. So I kind of tuned into the Tampa Bay game because I was just curious what was going on. And his throws look bad. Like, he is not accurate. Like, he he's just throwing these fucking well, missiles. Like he has no he he has he doesn't have the time he's used to in the pocket, and he's historically if he doesn't have the time in the pocket, not been as well well of a quarterback, and you're really seeing that this year. That's how the Saints beat him both times last year. They got pressure, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, talking about washed up old quarterbacks, my stink of the week is Aaron Rodgers. He's sitting as the quarterback nineteen on the fantasy season. And, you know, some of it is probably just because he doesn't have a lot of options. But at the same time, like, fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Like, you know, you're all high and mighty and you're fucking red chapped ass, but you're a piece of shit right now. 
But anyways, 26 of 41 for 246 yards and a touchdown. But just like against the Jets, man, like at home against the Jets. And I know the Jets' defense yeah. has has been outstanding. But come on, you're fucking Aaron Rodgers. You know, like the fuck, man. You, you only put up 10 points against the Jets. Like, like I mean, yeah, it's just bad, especially because, you know, the Jets, the same Jets defense that surrendered 30 to Cleveland, 27 to the Bengals, 20. The Pittsburgh Steelers scored 20. The Pittsburgh shit Steelers doubled the point total that you put up. And you're Aaron Rodgers. You're a first ballot Hall of Famer. You, you brag about being like the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. But like, you know, fuck you. Like, go keep growing your fucking hair out and hanging out in the fucking. Who need? You know. Who needed who more? Aaron Rodgers needed Devonte, or Devonte needed Aaron? Because Devonte is doing just fine over there. Yeah, he's looking great. <laughs> fuck you, Green Bay. It's All funny. right. <laughs> so who's a running back that that just shit his pants? You know, this guy didn't have a terrible game. But I'm putting him on here because I don't think he did that good. I don't think he is ever going to be what people think with this uh, rumors going on. But Daryl Henderson, you know, Cam Akers is leaving. He might get traded. Who the hell knows what's going on? Daryl Henderson ran the ball 12 times for 43 yards and fell into the end zone once. He had three targets, two receptions, and nine yards. Like, I put it. Out on Twitter, the Rams is the worst rushing team in the, all of the NFL right now. Like, let's not chase whoever the fuck they're going to try to throw back there. It's not worth it. Unless they trade Cam Akers for Christian McCaffrey. Correct. <laughs> but although their O-line is fucked. I, I just saw in the news when we were looking over news, I should have brought it up, was uh, – Note, note bloom or note boom, their left tackle who replaced Andrew Whitworth, he tore his Achilles, so he's out the rest of the year. So more O-line woes yeah, this is true. for the Rams. Yeah. Yeah, shit's pathetic. If you want to talk pathetic running backs, all of Green Bay. So I put A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones as my running back stinks. My stat line is yuck. Because if you combine it, they combined for 19 carries, 60 yards, 7 catches, for 36 yards so you know a combined point total of like 13 against the jets in a game that you're behind at home and you fucking sucked you fucking sucked and it's just disappointing like green bay's just been a real disappointment this year and i don't like i mean i wasn't expecting big things from them but i didn't think it would be this bad (laughs) You know, just like they right, look pathetic, and so like, because I was gonna, I was gonna make my stink Aaron Jones because you know he was bad, but then when I was going through the stat lines, I was like AJ Dillon was just as bad, so fuck it, they both get on this fucking list because they both fucking suck. Do better, god damn it. I benched Najee Harris for fucking AJ Dillon. Najee Harris scored a fucking touchdown. That pissed me off. God damn it. Finally, Najee Harris does something. Yeah. It's always how it goes. All right. So what's a wide receiver? All right. Uh, yeah, DK Metcalf, man. Uh, seven targets, two receptions for 34 yards. You know, he had three weeks in a row where he was starting to come on and we're like, okay, DK is going to be all right. You know, he had first two weeks 
played Denver and San Francisco, both solid defenses, had bad games. But now he's right back here in the slumps, you know, 4.4 points. You know, he's the wide receiver, 20 in PPR and 27 standard, mostly salvaged by those three weeks. But hopefully he can turn it back around because you'd really need more consistency out of a guy that you drafted to be your wide receiver too. I understand he's landing in a wide receiver too, but you can't be getting four-point performances. Yeah, well, especially like he's like the like one of the most freak of nature athletes in the entire NFL. Like there's on like if I told you DK Metcalf was getting seven targets every game, you're like, well, he got at least probably what, 65 yards, maybe a touchdown. <laughs> you know, yeah. like probably caught but, five of them. Yeah, son of a bitch. Run Josh Palmer. Uh, my wide receiver stink of the week, Elijah Moore. Although, as I'm looking at the stat line, it could just say the entire fucking Jets. You know what? Like, moving forward, I don't think you can play any Jet offensive player outside of Brees Hall. Like, everybody kind of sucks. But Elijah Moore, like, he played in 58% of the snaps, but he had zero targets for zero, zero, zero for a big old goose egg. And, you know, he's a very talented player. He has huge upside. Like, I mean, there were games uh, last year that he had, you know, where he let, let me bring it. So last year, you know, seven for 84 and two touchdowns, uh, eight for 141 and a touchdown, six for 77 and a touchdown. So, like, you know, he has the, the ability, but Zach Wilson sucks. Zach Wilson is not the answer for the Jets. You know? <laughs> I was just going to say this is a Zach Wilson problem. And like, you know, but even like Garrett Wilson is a fucking monster, you know, one catch for eight yards, Corey Davis, two for 52, your leading wide receiver was Braxton Berrios. And that's because he had one uh, reception for six yards, but he had a 20 yard rushing touchdown, you know? So like the jets, it's just Brees Hall. That's what you got. Brees Hall. And that's it. So, all right. Tight ends. Get us there, fish. Yeah, look, we just highlighted this guy last week, and we were like, this guy's got a floor. This guy's got to go get because you're going to get 10 points out of him. Dallas Goder. Yeah. Two it. receptions, five targets, 22 yards. I mean, Philadelphia was scoring just fine against the Cowboys. I understand the Cowboys have a solid defense, but they weren't really struggling by any sense of the imagination there, and Goder was just non-existent. Well, I mean, you know, chalk it up to that Dallas defense being pretty good, but no, no still disappointing because, like, you know, he was, like, the safest. Outside of, like, Kelsey and Andrews, I felt that that the Dallas was, like, the safest tight end because I think he's, like, the tight end, like, five on the year. There was three offensive touchdowns. They went to Sanders, A.J. Brown, and Devontae Smith, which is not that surprising, but – it could totally change what you're saying about Dallas Goddard if he got one of those. Well, I mean, like, on five targets, you know, you hope he makes a couple extra catches and gets you, like, 60, like, you know, 55, 65 yards, you know. But to turn away with 22, it's kind of disappointing. And then my my to wrap it up, my tight end stink of the week, Taysom Hill. We were just talking about him last week as well, saying, like, you know, high-low of last week with, you know, nine rushes for 112 yards and three touchdowns. Or... He's going to rush five times for 39 yards, and that's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, not that 
not that getting, you know, four points for your tight end is a little disappointing. You know, I, I think you still have to take a gamble with playing Taysom Hill every week, but no, we, we said that's the risk, right? Like, but the, yep. but still there's a lot of tight ends out there that goose egg. So four points, you could do worse if you're well, streaming hey, t- tight ends. Taysom Hill outscored Dallas Goddard. So, right. You know, it, exactly. It's, it, it's, it's the risk to position. reward fact. Yeah. You know, director Ross was trying to like pull the motion of like, Instead of a tight end position, just make a wide receiver tight end flex instead. I like it. Because if you have Kelsey, you have like an advantage. I understand that you put draft capital there, but it's still like not really competitive position. No, not at all. So, all right, well, that'll wrap it up for pinks and stinks of the week. We got a couple of waiver wire guys uh, that we want to talk about. We can hopefully get you through the bye weeks and maybe for potential future upside you never know so fish do you want to go ahead and talk about the quarterbacks you put down yeah it's, it's gross but i'll talk about them um the first one i put here matt ryan it really this is something if you're if you're dealing with bye weeks you know josh allen i think he's on a bye Kirk cousins on a bye matt ryan showed that he can get he can get it done He's playing Tennessee, which is not the worst matchup. And the week after that, he's playing the Redskins, which or sorry, the Commanders, the Bullfrogs, the Bullfrogs which is not yeah. the worst matchup either. It's pretty gross, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks. I mean, it depends upon your league. I looked at people available on um, our Friends of the Show League and our home league to make this. So um, the other one, a lot more unknown. But especially in two quarterback leagues, if you're in a two quarterback league, go get yourself some Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. He's playing Green Bay next week. Green Bay, we just saw him. They did all right against uh, good old Jets there, but Heineke has more weapons. Well, I don't even say he has more weapons, but he should be better. Heineke has shown that he can do it in the past. Well, so Heineke's two quarterback to league. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, Zach Wilson's kind of scared. He can't. Well, like last year, I'm looking at a stat line. Taylor Heineke played in 16 games last year. He was the quarterback 19 on the year. He threw for 3,400 yards and 20 passing touchdowns. And he ran he ran the ball 60 times for 313 yards. It's about five yards a carry. So, you know, some potential. Yeah, he's not a superstar, upside. but he's a gamer, dude. He's a gamer, yeah. dude. Plus, some of these backup guys, you know. They don't have anything to lose. So a lot of these guys will just go out and try to ball out because they got nothing going. Like, you know, because Taylor Heineke knew that, you know, they brought in Carson Wentz to be the starter. Taylor Heineke knows he's not the starter. So fuck it. Let's go huck it, chuck it, play football. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll talk about your running backs that you put down. Uh, Gus Edwards, he's kind of a big one uh, getting ready to come back from that injury. Um from the pup list. He should be good to go. JK Dobbins ended up not basically not playing uh, yesterday. Cause he, he claimed that his knee got a little locked up on him, which after the major surgery and recovery that he had, that's you never want to hear that. That's a uh, terrible news. And then I actually, I made the note. Um, well, Gus Edwards is available in 85% of leagues. So he's definitely out there um, in our fucking home league full of the animals that they are. Gus Edwards was actually drafted, so and put on the IR. But you know he's available in uh, 
in 85% of leagues. So there's a good chance he's available in your league. And then I, I just made the note, Kenyon Drake, I mean, he had a good game in, in relief of uh, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, he ran 10 times did for he 119. Though? Dude, 10 for 119 and a touchdown. <laughs> I I know, but he had that one 60-yard carry where or 40 or something around there where literally I could have ran through it. He had the best blocking in the history of blocking because he had like five <laughs> yards in every direction to run through that hole. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but they are taking on Cleveland next week. Who surrendered right. 175 rushing yards to Austin Eckler? You know, plus if, if J.K. Dobbins misses any times, Gus Edwards may or may not be ready to play next week. So Kenyon Drake might get the nod. So he I, definitely I think, might. Yeah, and he's available in 95 percent of leagues. Yeah. So he's out there. You know, you could probably grab yeah. him. Um. You added. You added. So you. What's up with Hubbard Foreman? Is this more of a Christian McCaffrey thing? Yeah, just like if you have the capacity to bench stash him, I would rather have Foreman probably, but they'll probably split the backfield if in case McCaffrey gets traded. I know it's gross, but if you need a if you want to bench stash running back that probably see a lot of touches, probably be volume play. It's gonna be one of these guys. You're gonna have to gamble Foreman. which one it is. I do too. Foreman took over that backfield last year at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I would lean Foreman more heavily than Hubbard, but this is strictly a speculative. If you have roster capacity, you know, if you had a Mark Hollywood Brown and you could throw him on IR and grab one of these guys and wait a week or two and see if he gets traded. And then you could just drop, cut your ties if he doesn't get traded. Mm -hmm. And then who's Huntley? You're talking about Tyler Huntley? From the Falcons, no. Caleb Huntley. He's on the Falcons? <laughs> Not even. Yeah, he's uh, on the Falcons. He he had 16 carries last oh, week for Caleb 59 Huntley. yards. Damn, I'm, I'm stupid. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is another one that's a speculative depth ad. Uh, let me look at something real quick. Oh, well, he had 16 rushes. You know, carrying the ball for about just under four yards a carry. That's not awful. Right. And, and the biggest thing that I notice here is that Tyler Algier had 15 rushes. They're splitting it 50-50, and they pretty much did last week as well. Last week favored Algier a little bit. But um, if you're if you're hurting that running back position from injury or you want a depth add, this guy's getting playing time. He's getting enough carries to, to make productive games. Absolutely. Um, wide receiver, I'm going to bring up Van Jefferson. I was talking about him in the news segment. He's available in 95% of leagues. I don't expect him to be a monster. Plus, you know, the Rams are on a bye week next week, so I don't think, uh, you know, there's a chance you could probably get him for free. Maybe he's like, especially if he's still IR eligible, just throw him in your IR over the bye week and just hang on to him. Because I just feel that, you know, he had a decent relationship with Matt Stafford last year where before they brought in OBJ, you know, Jefferson was and Andy got hurt. But he had a couple he had a couple games last year and they need it. They need a spark there, you know, so. They need that deep threat because, you know, Cooper Cup's not the, the you know, the field stretcher and neither is uh, Alan, Alan. Dude, Alan Robinson, man, he, I don't know. He doesn't look 
particularly great out there. But, you know, Van Jefferson, you know, week one, two for 80 and a touchdown last year. Uh, week four, six for 90 and a touchdown, you know, three for 88. So, I mean, he's kind of like Robbie Anderson, but with a better quarterback. And I think he's better than Robbie Anderson. So, I don't know. I think he's worth an ad, a speculative ad. Yeah, for sure. So, it looks like you're recommending DPJ. Yeah, DPJ has been pretty good. I mean, um, let me pull up his stats here real quick, but he's he's quietly been around nine points. So, like, a low, low flex player. He's the wide receiver 60 overall and 57 PPR. Um, part of the reason I'm recommending him, though, is because he's – seem to have a consistent floor. So if you're if you're the Rondell Moore owner, because, you know, Rondell Moore owners are going to be scrambling for players if they don't have a backup. Donovan Peoples-Jones isn't the prettiest, but he's he's getting, you know, targets. He's gotten over, you know, averaging over seven targets. He's had a couple games where he didn't get much. But he's playing 87% of the snaps. Like, he's getting playing time. He's out there. He's getting targets. Like, not the prettiest, but... He's available, and I think that he could have potential touchdown upside. And if he had a touchdown in any of those games, he would have. He's he's definitely worth the bench stash at the very yeah. least. Um, I saw that you put DeAndre Hopkins. He's available in twelve percent of leagues. Is that just because you know you're, maybe someone got frustrated and just dropped him, or just I mean, yeah, DeAndre just checking, just check and see if somebody got like too hurt too many injuries in their team and they had to like cut their losses some of the leagues don't have an ir for you to stash deandre on so and some you couldn't depending upon the rules if they're because he was suspended so go check that he's out there i also put dorch in the uh, that's a little bit of the marquise brown injury also dorch i mean he's kind of the same body type and everything as rondell moore so he might not get the playing time if moore's playing but moore's kind of banged up with brown out they're going to need somebody to fill that role. I, I'm i not a fan of Robbie Anderson. I understand Robbie Anderson's the bigger body guy, but Dorch produced when they let him play. I think if he gets to playing time again, he'll produce again. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to add a wide receiver right here. Tyquan Thornton, the uh, rookie wide receiver for the new England Patriots. Um, you know, he made a season debut last week against Detroit, only had three targets, two for seven. But then yesterday against Cleveland, he went, uh, Four for 37 and a touchdown on five targets. He also ran the ball three times for 16 yards. So, you know, big-bodied guy, big, fast guy. Um, he's available in 98% of leagues. So, I mean, he could definitely be worth a speculative ad. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out where he fits in that offense because they're a run-first offense. You know, Jacoby Myers, the PPR guy. They have Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar. But you know, Tyquan Thornton, he was he was, I think, a second round draft pick, I wanna say. Yeah, the other thing too is Bill Belichick doesn't care about your name. So having Nelson Aguilar and Devontae Parker, he doesn't care if you're not producing and Tyquan's starting to produce. You're seeing more volume from him yeah. because of that. Exactly. So definitely definitely worth uh looking up. I mean and at night, I actually just looked. He's available in our home league, and those guys are fucking animals, and you can't pick up anybody in that league, and he's available. So he could be a thing. Yeah. And then uh, I'll bring up Daniel Bellinger because he was my pink of the week. He's available in 97% of leagues right now. Um, you know, that that role is growing in, in, the, in New York for him. 
and tight end is just such a disgusting fucking position. So I don't know. I, I, I think I, I think he's definitely, you know, you probably get him for free. I don't think people are rushing out to grab him. Um, you know, back to back weeks with a touchdown. And, you know, like I said, he had a rushing touchdown last week. He had a receiving touchdown yesterday. So I think they're going to start trying to, like, you know, design some plays for him. And that that's great. So, all right, Fish, get us home with the last two guys. Yeah, the last two guys. Uh, Big Bob Tunyon here. This is, we talked about it earlier with the injury. He could be getting more targets. He played 63% of the snaps this last week. That's the first time in, well, one other time this season he's played more than 50%. And he had a pretty big game this week without a touchdown. And he could have some touchdown upside. We saw him score three. A big thing, too, for me that had me at him here is they're playing Washington this week. Washington has a backup quarterback. Both these teams are going to be kind of kind of sloppy. But I can see Bob getting in the end zone here this week. Hell yeah, dude. And then the last big one. Bob, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah. Dude, get grab Big Bob. He should be picked up. Yeah. So. If you're streaming tight ends, it's almost like worth it to grab anybody because, like, who the hell knows who's going to hit? Um, the last one here is making his debut today. And the big thing to know is Albert O sat at, uh, was a healthy scratch, and they suited this guy up. But Greg Dolchich, he's only got three targets today so far, but 44 yards and a touchdown. Um, the touchdown was a big play, counted for most of his yards. They're playing the Jets and then the Jaguars. So if his usage does increase, which it's look, looking like it should because he's actually producing the tight end position there where nobody else was, um, then he could be a good ad. Another speculative ad. Definitely go look for this guy in your dynasty leagues and see if he's out there. Probably won't be, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. So I think uh... – That'll do it for us tonight, man. Just right right here nice. about that sweet spot in under an hour. Perfect. So, well, hopefully you guys won your leagues. I did absolute shit this week. Frustrating. I hate losing. Like, it sucks. Losing. So you're losing in a lot of leagues because then you always win in some. Well, and then like the leagues I like truly care. I mean, I care about all my leagues, but you know how it is. It's like you're, you know, you're a dad. There's always a child that you like a little bit more than the other one. It's always something a little more special. Yeah. And like, you know, in our fucking home league, our main money league, God, my team fucking sucks. And it's frustrating. It is so fucking yeah. frustrating. My team does but too. Yeah. At least we're, well, at least we're bottom of the barrel together. So that's okay. <laughs> Hang out down there. Yeah. We're hanging out where the cool kids are in the fucking loser section. But as always guys, thank you. We appreciate you listening to us. Um, you know, hope you enjoy the show. Tell your friends about us. We want more friends. We don't have enough friends. And, you know, maybe next year you guys can be in our Friends of the Show League. Um, get us on the social medias at Filthy F Ball Show on Twitter. Uh, get Fish at F Football Fish. Get Big Rome at Big Rome FFF. Uh, Instagram, Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you guys. Love you. King Josh, Josh the King. Fantasy Fish, on behalf of Big Rome, have a good one, y'all.